0: Welcome to another episode of the Nest Football Show. We're in week 7 of the NFL season. Eddie and I are coming back at you again, and we cannot wait to get into it. We have a loaded episode for you guys, but 1st got to tell you all about Thrive Fantasy. So Thrive Fantasy, uh, they gave us a promo code. We're a Thrive Fantasy affiliate, and they are a great app. I bet on them every week. Eddie bets with them every week. Use the promo code NEST in all caps for a 100% match on your first deposit of over $20. That is promo code NEST. Let's get into episode number six of the NEST football show. Hello? You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? I'm sorry, I thought this was America. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the NEST football show. We're in week 7 of the NFL season. Eddie and I are coming back at you again, and we cannot wait to get into it. We have a loaded episode for you guys. But first, I've got to tell you all about Thrive Fantasy. So Thrive Fantasy, uh, they gave us a promo code. We're a Thrive Fantasy affiliate, and they are a great app. I bet on them every week. Eddie bets with them every week. Use the promo code NEST in all caps for a 100% match on your first deposit of over $20. That is promo code NEST. Let's get into episode number six of the Nest Football Show.
1: All right, Eddie, how we doing today, brother? We're doing really well. I can't wait to get into these games. Uh, A lot of juice this week and a lot of drama. Lots of drama.
0: Lots of drama. We're going to start with the Thursday night tilt. Eagles versus the Giants. Yeah, I don't know what to think about this. Danny Legs? Danny Legs? I mean, I have no idea. Like, I don't really have much fantasy advice for this game. Miles Sanders is out. Zach Ertz is out. Carson Wentz is QB12 in fantasy. Uh, Greg Ward, Travis Fogum could be good plays. Uh, It's your flex. Darius Sladen could maybe be a good flex play. Devonta Freeman could maybe be in your lineup. But, like, it's just a weird game. The Eagles have a lot of injuries, and the Giants are trash. So, I don't really know what to think of this one.
1: Let me talk about Carson Wentz real quick. Currently owned in 51.3% of leagues. He had a monster week last week with 31. Uh, He's been, besides the first two weeks, he's really been a solid fantasy quarterback. You know, obviously the interceptions are something you have to pay attention to. Considering the New York Giants' 21st passing defense, Wentz could be a good start. I mean, if you have a quarterback on a bye this week, definitely consider starting Wentz. I know he, he lost Ertz and Sanders, so he's going to be passing the ball a lot. Boston Scott's going to be starting in the backfield with Corey Clement. Late fourth down touchdown to Fulgham, which really elevated Fulgham's numbers. But, um, yeah, I definitely like Wentz. Uh, if you don't have – if your starting quarterback has a bye. Considering Travis Fulgham had another great week, had a touchdown – um obviously that fourth down play where Wentz was throwing off his back foot looked great he's the first Eagles wide receiver since T.O. to record three touchdowns in his first three outings consider him to do the same against the Giants I think he is a solid flex option projected 13.3 all I'm gonna say is the
0: next two Carson Wentz he's like Eddie said only owned 51% of leagues so he's playing a poor Giants defense and a poor Cowboys defense in back-to-back weeks. So, Carson Wentz, he could be a good fantasy play for the next two weeks. Alright, Eddie, we got matchup number two of the week, 1 o'clock. Panthers versus Saints. The Panthers offense had a bit of a rough patch last week as Bridgewater, who was quarterback number 15 in fantasy, at 10.8 points. I started him, I got burned by him, not to mention Mike Davis had only had 11.5 last week and with McCaffrey coming back, Mike Davis might not be fancy relevant this week as he would definitely not see the volume of carries he gets when McCaffrey comes back. Interesting stat, despite only playing two weeks, McCaffrey is the 34th best running back in ESPN Fantasy PPR. Absolutely insane stat. But this Saints passing and rushing defense is great. It could bode problems for Bridgewater. And something to keep an eye on is Robbie Anderson, the sixth best wide receiver. He had 11.7 last week. Could be another rough week for Robbie Anderson. I might bench him for Robert Woods because I'm definitely putting Julio back in my lineup. So Robbie Anderson, he on most, on most teams, he's wide receiver two at best this week. You can't have him. You can't rely on him against the Saints defense.
1: I totally agree. I mean... Whichever Carolina Panther receiver is going up against Marshawn Latimer, who's been great this season. Um, obviously, if you're DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson, whoever uh, is shadowed by Latimer, is is due for a bad week. I mean, DJ Moore had 11 targets last week, so he could break out. But, you know, when you look at receivers and how they'll do and predicting their weeks for the weeks ahead you got to really see who they're going to be matched up against and it's not favorable for DJ Moore considering that he is still the number one receiver on this team uh ranked 22nd but um even though Robbie Anderson has been outperforming DJ Moore um you know it's still DJ Moore is still Teddy Bridgewater's number one option in this offense uh had 11 targets last week um but he's Probably going to go up against Marshall Latimer and this very brutal Saints defense, so not looking too good.
0: Yeah, and fancy options for the Saints, you don't really have much other than Alvin Kamara. Interesting stat here, Alvin Kamara was on a bye last week, and he's still the number one ranked fantasy running back in PPR. So that's, that's definitely something interesting. Okay, Eddie, we have a potential bloodbath on our hands with this matchup. The Jets versus the Bills, who are coming
1: off a rough loss to the Chiefs. Uh, What do you think? I mean, considering that Stephon Diggs is going to have a track meet against this Jets secondary, I mean, he's in wide receiver one territory this week, projected 17.3. Considering that he might be your wide receiver three on your team, I mean... I'd feel pretty grateful if I were you. I think he's wide receiver one now on my team. <laughs> Diggs, Diggs, steal the draft. Was drafted in the fifth round, which we've noticed noted in previous podcasts. He had six for forty six, eight targets, sixteen point six points. Um, I love him this week. And another guy to another guy that, uh, that we'll talk about later, who really went off against this Jets secondary is Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick is just. I'm adding him this week at least. He is our waiver wire pickup of the week. But not to get too sidetracked, Tim Patrick against this Jets defense had 23, six for 113 and a tutty. So (laughs) love digs this week. Um, Really no one else in that receiving core that I like from the Bills.
0: I basically, I like Cole Beasley this week too. You're playing the Jets. Like Cole Beasley, Dev Devin Singletary, if I have any of those guys, they're all in my lineups.
1: Yeah, I mean, Colt Beasley is surprisingly right outside the top 25 uh, for the value. He was added off a lot of Lee's waivers. You know, he had 14.5 last week, and if you're getting five to seven targets a game, you're bound for a good week in fantasy.
0: Yeah, Eddie, Josh Allen, who is a borderline MVP candidate, he's quarterback number three for the uh, PPR ESPN fantasy rankings this year. Uh, He only had 16.2 last week, so expect a massive week from him, especially like Diggs and Josh Allen could both have 30 points this week. I would not be shocked. This Jets defense, this Jets team is absolutely brutal. All right, Eddie, we have the Browns versus the Bengals, and yeah, last week pretty much proved that the Browns were pretenders as they got blown out by the Steelers.
1: I agree. Odell Beckham is a very streaky wide receiver um, as last week. And even the week before proved that. Um, 2 for 25, 12.5 yards a catch, 4.5 points, very lackluster week. Um, he's projected 13.2. He's a flex option. Um, obviously, he was going very early in drafts. There might be a little controversy in this quarterback room considering Baker Mayfield got benched. You never know. Maybe Case Keenum gets a start. Um, but either way, I just don't trust Odell. I don't even trust Landry, to say the least. I definitely don't trust Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Both of them, they're very talented, but they're just not in the right offenses, and they're not really molding with Baker. And Baker just sucks. I mean,
0: you know, You know who I do trust, though? Kareem Hunt can do it all. He, he could easily get some passes out of the backfield. He's, play, he, he's playing the 29th best passing defense in the Browns. And guys like A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins are all borderline flex plays. I think T. Higgins is a flex play. Like I no, no borderline about him. I think he's in your lineup. He's good for 10 every week. And like I just mentioned too, Kareem Hunt, I know they're a tough rushing defense in the Browns, but he's Kareem Hunt. He's getting the volume. He's having a good year. And... Yeah, that's just my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, definitely agree on Kareem Hunt's value uh, after replacing Chubb. Um, To talk about T. Higgins, he had 18.7 last week. Uh, Played really well, got eight targets the last few weeks. I like him this week as a flex, even a low wide receiver too, if you have absolutely no one on your team or if you're dealing with injuries or buys. Definitely start. T. Higgins, I mean, why not? I think he's really going to boom this week.
0: What do you think about A.J. Green? We pronounced him dead last week.
1: Uh, I think he's still in that dead category. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you see his numbers, the only time he put up over 10 points was in week one. This guy has been very dismal. Um, He sucks. I don't like him. Um, (laughs) Frankly at all, I mean – he had 11 targets. Yeah, good for you. But in week two at Cleveland, so they've already played once, he had three for 29. He had three receptions, but he had 13 targets. So, I mean, that could be a fluke on Burrow's end. I didn't watch the game, but you just stay away from Just stay away from him. He's wide receiver 71 for a reason.
0: <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself, Ed. All right, moving on, Ed. This has potential to be a stinker. Cowboys versus the Washington football team. The Cowboys offense looked off with Andy Dolan at the helm. Zeke fumbled twice, which was shocking to say the least. But one guy who I think is just a lock to have a good week this week is Terry McLaurin. This Cowboys defense is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They are the 23rd best passing defense. Terry McLaurin, he somehow, someway, is wide receiver 14 in the NFL with guys like Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen throwing the ball. He's good for at least 15 a week. He had 14 last week. He's good for that type, of, those type of numbers. It'll be interesting to see if guys like Amari Cooper, who is the 5th ranked wide receiver in fantasy who had 20.9 points last week, and CeeDee Lamb who had 13.4 last week. I'm interested to see if those guys' production will continue against a Washington football team passing up uh, defense that is surprisingly eighth in the NFL. With Andy Dolan throwing the ball, it could be hit or miss with both these talented wideouts this week. But, I mean, yeah, Terry McLaurin's. I think he's a lock for a good week, honestly.
1: I love Terry McLaurin this week. Another guy I like this week a ton. So I have Terry McLaurin, if you guys don't know already. Um, he's been really good this year considering that the quarterback play for the Washington football team has just been horrific. Uh, he had seven for 74, 12 targets, so it could have been a couple drops. I'm assuming that the quarterback play was just horrific and sucked, and they just couldn't get him the ball. Um, a guy I really like this week had a bit of a down week last week, but I'm definitely starting and projected 16.6 is Antonio Gibson. Carries went down a little bit. He had 9 for 30, 4 for 25 out of the backfield as a receiver. Expect a big week. I mean, for all sakes, I mean, Kenyon Drake had 28 last week. And that says it all. So I think, I mean, considering I think Gibson is a better running back than Kenyon Drake, considering that people drafted Drake in the first early second round, I got Gibson in round five. So I like Gibson this week. I think he's going to have the type of week he did against Baltimore where he had 22.8. I expect him to have a little over his projection, have him at 18-25. to
0: Yeah, I think Antonio Gibson. I love him too. Cowboys are the 31st best rushing defense in the NFL. So guys like Gibson and McLaurin, You obviously got to play them. Oh, and Zeke, too. I mean, he had an off week, but, like, you can't not play Zeke Elliott. I mean, you're playing the 26th best rushing defense in the Washington football team. But it'll be interesting. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb this week. That will be intriguing to say the least.
1: Packers versus Texans. What do you think? Devontae Adams is coming off of injury. You know, he was hurt for two to three weeks. He had a bye-bye to get ready for this Tampa Bay game last week where Aaron Rodgers just looked terrible, had 5.4 points. Devontae Adams, considering where you're drafting him, he had a down week with 12. Um, Yeah, I think it's definitely a bounce back week for Devontae Adams. He is currently projected 22. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing him the ball a lot. Uh, I definitely like Adams this week. Aaron Jones is also set for a big game. Bit of a down week last week, but Expect him to really go off this week.
0: Aaron Jones, like you said, down week. The Texans are the
1: worst rushing defense in the NFL, so he might have 50 points. (laughs) Like, Aaron Jones might have. Sure has gotten close. I mean, he's always putting up, like, those 20 rushes for 175 yards, and then he'll have, like, six, seven receptions. He did it against Dallas at Dallas the last time they played there.
0: Promising fantasy options for the Packers, along with Rob Tanyan. He had a down week last week too, but again, this Texans defense stinks. But to contrary to that, this Packers defense is great and could be. It's going to be a rough week for David Johnson. It's going to be a rough week. You know he's going to. Every
1: week. Yeah, every it's week.
0: rough week for David Johnson. He's going to struggle to get ten points. Uh, Deshaun Watson, who despite. All the controversy and all the adversity that he's had to face with their coach getting fired. He put up 34 points last week and his favorite target will Fuller, who's only played three weeks. He had another monster week with 24 points. He's with, he is into the top 15 in fantasy wide receiver ranking.
1: Also I got to mention is Brandon Cooks, who has had 30 against Jacksonville in week five and 22 in week six at Tennessee. Um, he's played kind of well, and he's been kind of going under the radar. Um, expected down week for him, considering, like you said, Green Bay's defense is one of the best in the league. it's um, projected 12. I mean, the Packers will be giving most of their attention to guys like Will Fuller and even David Johnson coming out of the backfield. It could open um, up things for Cooks. It could. Um but I just don't know. I don't know. It hasn't been really clear on who Deshaun Watson's favorite target has been. Um, last two weeks, it's definitely been Cooks. But, you know, after one or two great weeks, you're always due for a down week. And especially against this Green Bay secondary, I think what, or Cooks is more bound to have a down week rather than a good week.
0: Yeah, I didn't even realize that Cooks had that big of a ba- two bounce-back weeks in a row. That'll be, I I mean, I don't know. I mean, this Packers defense is great, though. But then, then, then again, Tampa Bay just went off against them, so their confidence could be a lot
1: lower. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Cooks, before Weeks 5 and 6, has been very inconsistent, only recording one game over 10 points. You know, he's a risky flex play, but, you know, looking at his last two weeks, you would start him, but if you have other options in your lineup and on your roster at the receiver position, I would definitely steer away from, or I wouldn't be, I wouldn't steer away, but I wouldn't be so certain to start Brandon Cooks here in week seven.
0: I agree completely with that, Ed. He is definitely a borderline flex play. I would not hesitate to start him if you do not have a deep wide receiver bench. All right, Eddie. Lions versus Falcons, what do you got? Kenny Galladay,
1: after the buy in week five, had a pretty decent week at four for one five on six targets, 14.5 points. Expect him to have a big week again this week, considering that Atlanta's secondary is one of the worst in the league. Uh, Matthew Stafford, a guy that I have, had a very subpar week with 14.4 points. Expect him to have a better week. I mean, he's projected 19.2. Considering you might have a better option, he is quarterback 24. So his ceiling is probably 25. But he's definitely in star territory considering that Atlanta's defense is just terrible.
0: So with the Falcons, this is going to be something you need to look at this week. The Falcons have Calvin Ridley, the number one wide receiver in fantasy, and Julio Jones is coming back, and he had a big week, and Matt Ryan's back in the top ten after a big week from Julio. So with so with Julio healthy, Matt Ryan has had every game that Julio has played in full and he's been healthy. Matt Ryan's had a minimum of 20 points. Not to mention Hayden Hurst is tight end number nine. And you have Russell Gage, who contributed a little bit last week too. So I... This is going to be a war out there. You have an explosive Falcons offense and the Almighty Lions. Yeah, the Almighty Lions passing defense. So, but a guy you got a, a guy who's a must start, obviously. A, a guy who's good, a guy who's good for at least 15 points this week in my book against cuz the Lions rushing defense is brutal. So, Todd Gurley, he's running back 14. He had 9.7 last week. I'm confident with Gurley heading into this week.
1: Yeah. All right, so a guy obviously we have to keep an eye out on is deandre swift who had the most carries he's had all season with 14 definitely took advantage with them with 116 yards averaging 8.3 yards a carry he also had two touchdowns so really good to see um had 27.3 uh he's projected 13.2 atlanta's defense is currently 10th in the nfl in the rushing category so swift is a flex play he could also be a You know, running back, too, if you have some buys. Um, But he's looked good. I mean, putting up decent numbers besides week three, where he had 2.9. But DeAndre Swift could take a really – he could take a turn for the best uh, to end the year. It was definitely good to see him getting volume, too. He got 14 carries. He's easily the most talented running back on this team. I mean, they took a second-round draft pick on him for a reason. First round.
0: Right. And yeah. And you mentioned Kenny Galladay. The Falcons have the worst passing defense in the NFL. So Kenny Galladay could have a big week and it's just a matter of he needs to be on the field, you know? So he's playing this week against a shitty Falcons passing defense, so we'll see what happens.
1: And obviously just drop Marvin
0: Jones. Yeah, he get more Ma- what a bust Marvin Jones is. You know, if you drafted Matt Stafford, I'd wanna kill Marvin Jones. <laughs> 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 right, Eddie. Steelers versus the titans this this is the game of the week in my book
1: what do you think i totally agree and uh from last podcast you were shitting on me for james connor uh, who is now running back 17 couldn't be more happier for the guy he had 17.2 20 for 101 i mean decent week but he did have a touchdown uh besides his 3.7 week um in week one where he ultimately got injured He's looked good uh, putting up more than 15 points a game. So James Conner is definitely a start this week. Um, Another guy to look out for is Chase Claypool having another great week. Um, He's looked like, you know, one of the best rookie receivers in this class coming out of Notre Dame. He was very undervalued in this year's draft. Uh, Definitely wasn't in the conversation when it came to Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and Justin Jefferson. And even like Brandon Ayuk. Oh, so, yeah, considering, so, he was not in the wide receiver tier. He was not in the rookie wide receiver tier on draft day as he was drafted 49th overall by the Steelers. Um, but he has been amazing uh, coming out of Notre Dame. So, Claypool is due for another big week. He is a low wide receiver, too, and he's a high flex play this week.
0: Yeah, Eddie, I want to give you a formal apology for shitting on James Conner. He's still mediocre, but he's, he's a, doing better. He's he's the 17th, he's the 17th best uh positional running back and he's the 17th best running back in his position. So, this is a mediocre Titans defense. Their rushing defense is 18th and their passing defense is 17th. So, Claypool and Conner could
1: have big weeks this week. And he's always hitting those TikTok dances. Um they're like the tiktok team him and juju even though juju sucks this year yeah so so wide what, receiver 37 what what you meant what you it's you know it's great to see
0: chase claypool emerge who would have thought that chase claypool would be wide receiver 15 in fantasy at this point of the season and juju smith schuster he has been brutal this year and claypool's just taken his targets but aside from the steelers you gotta look at the Derrick Henry versus the Steelers rushing defense matchup. Steelers have the best rushing defense in the NFL. And Derrick Henry, he is a man amongst boys. He had forty points last week, so who's check out
1: his high school highlights? Oh He'll my definitely god. Find out. He
0: is all over people in high school. He is a monster. He makes he makes people look like children out there. So I'm interested to see who's gonna win the battle. Steelers or Derrick Henry? Who do you got in that one? Who do I pick? And I'm picking the Steelers just because they they have a they have a great off. So the Titans and Steelers both have great offenses, but the Titans have a mediocre best defense, and the Steelers have an elite defense, probably the best in the NFL.
1: Obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick is really proven in year two. Why they went out and traded for him mid year? So I like the Steelers as well. Um, are they playing at Heinz Field? Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, uh, there are if they're at Heinz Field, there's fans. I think no, they're in they're in Tennessee, but that that's the South. They don't care about COVID, so they got fans down there. But no, dude, yeah, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a sick matchup. I'm excited. Um, yeah, guys, guys, like it just sucks though. Like I wonder how how AJ Brown's gonna do because because the Steelers have the top passing defense as well, and 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 AJ Brown he's had twenty plus points since he's reentered the lineup. So. I'm in, this is really gonna expose if Tannehill and the Titans offense is for real. It will really expose that because you look at the Eagles battered offense, they look decent against the Steelers. Miles Sanders had a big run. So interesting to say the least with the Titans coming in the with, with the Titans having the Steelers come to town. But yeah, man, AJ Brown and Derrick Henry, are they how are they gonna fare? That's the big question for me in this game.
1: Yep, and uh, you all saw how Odell Beckham did last week against the Steelers. And you saw how the entire Cleveland Browns offense did against Pittsburgh's defense. The Steelers' defense isn't a fluke. They're one of the best teams, and they might be the best team in the league. Yeah. 5-0. and This is a battle undefeated teams. Um, but, yeah, I totally agree with what you said about A.J. Brown. Two great weeks. He had nine and seven targets. Um. He's due for a big week, but you never know. And a guy we haven't
0: talked about. <laughs> a guy we didn't talk about is Eddie's boy, Johnu Smith. He had 2.3 points last week. He's questionable this week. So, I mean, I don't know. If you're a John U. Smith His owner, first you got to be a little week. nervous. Yeah, I know. Well, well it's because he got hurt. I mean, he wasn't playing well before that, but yeah. He was or he wasn't? He wasn't playing well in that game before that.
1: Oh, yeah. Injured. I mean, obviously, A.J. Brown has been taking a lot of the target share since he's been back from injury,
0: dude. If if A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry both go out there and shit the bed, it's gonna really make fantasy owners have to question, you know, what what they're doing. Because if Derrick Henry goes out there and lays a goose egg, what's gonna happen when he plays better teams later on the season? So, okay, some someone's getting exposed this week. Two of the best teams in the NFL. The AFC is loaded, by the way. The Chiefs, too. All right, Eddie. Seahawks versus Cardinals. The Seahawks coming off a bye. The Seahawks have been a great fantasy option all year long. Russell Wilson, he's the MVP right now. He's still quarterback 4 coming off a bye. Chris Carson, he's still running back 8 coming off a bye. Uh DK Metcalf, he is wide receiver 8 coming off a bye. He was four going into this week and Tyler Lockett's 16th coming off a bye. So this Seahawks offense is great. They're playing a they're playing an Arizona Cardinals defense which is which is a mediocre. They have the sixteenth best passing defense and the and the nineteenth best rushing defense. I think everyone's gonna go off on the Seahawks. <laughs> you know, I mean coming off a bye they're well rested, playing a mediocre defense. You know, the sky's the limit for this team right now.
1: Obviously I would trust Metcalf ever lock it all day. I mean despite the bye uh Metcalf is still number eight, like you said. Um he's just getting a bulk of the targets. Um and he's getting a lot of the deep balls from Wilson. So that's been very appealing as a fantasy owner. So a guy that you could possibly start at the flex, a very shaky play as he only had three targets, two receptions for 86 yards, obviously that 80-yard bomb, Kyler Murray against Dallas on Monday night football. Um is Christian Kirk. He's very interesting. Had 22 points. He finally broke out uh, weeks before he averaged over 10 points in weeks four and five, but they were against a dismal New York Jets secondary. Could be a possible flex play, uh, projected 10.5. I see him busting more than he's booming this week, but there's a guy to look out for. uh, Another guy that had a really good game is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is still... MVP race. He's definitely an MVP candidate. And he's averaged 28.5 points this year. Looked incredible last week against a terrible Dallas defense. The second week in a row where he's put up 30 points. um, It's going to be a tougher matchup against Seattle, but Kyler Murray has proven why he should start every week without a doubt. So, star Kyler Murray. um, I'd like to see how he goes up against the Seattle defense. So,
0: yeah, like you said, Eddie, Kyler Murray is has been great. He's quarterback number two. His favorite target, DeAndre Hopkins, is wide receiver two. And a lot of people don't realize this. The supposed legion of boom is the 31st best passing defense in the NFL. So Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are both poised for another massive week. All right, Eddie, Broncos versus Chiefs. What do you think?
1: I think this has the chance to be the game of the week. Um, One of the biggest rivalries in the NFL, um, Patrick Mahomes has looked really good lately. And he has a ton of options. I mean, Le'Veon Bell now getting incorporated into this offense. He's projected 8.5 this week. And also on the Broncos side, I mean, Jerry Judy is a possible flex play. Um, He had a down week with 5.2. Also, a guy that off waivers, uh, he's our waiver wire ad of the week, is Tim Patrick. He's uh, been outstanding. I mean, just if you pull up his numbers right here, he has put up an amazing 14.3, 23.3, and 14.1 points. Um, in the last three weeks, uh, he had four for 101, averaging 25, coming off of the bye on eight targets. So, considering that the Chiefs have one of the worst secondaries in the league he's due for the big for a big week he could possibly be a flex play but it's very risky considering that he hasn't proven his consistency but overall i mean i think Clyde Edwards Hilaire regardless of the Le'Veon Bell oh yeah he's still gonna be in your lineup he's still gonna be in your lineup i think he's still going to get roughly 15 to 20 carries a game um because they spent uh They spent a pretty high draft pick to go get this guy. And, you know, at 26 for 161, CEH should still be in your lineups, regardless of the Le'Veon Bell signing. I think Le'Veon might get five to 10 carries, um, 10 carries max. Um, They're still trying to incorporate him into the offense, but Clyde is still the guy. Um, I still trust him. Um, Also, no offense is questionable. He did not play week six against New England, so something to note. Um but since his first two weeks, um 19 and 17, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. He had 9.6 and 8.5. Uh the 8.5 coming against the Jets. So pretty eye-opening there. Um he's still one of the best tight ends in the league, in my opinion. I think, you know, when he has. Also, not to mention Drew Locke is back, ladies and gentlemen. Um when Fant and Locke were both playing together. Um, they were both really complementing each other well. Um, Fant had 17-19 and 19 the first two weeks with Locke. So the addition of Locke coming back, even though he only had 4.9 in week six, it still provides Fant if he plays with a reliable option in Locke to throw him the ball.
0: Yeah, so like you mentioned, this Chiefs passing defense is brutal. Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, all could be poised for big weeks. Noah Fant, especially. He's tight at number 13. He's questionable, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, it'll be, I'm interested to see though what's gonna happen with the Chiefs' high powered offense and this high powered Broncos defense. Patrick Mahomes is number one in points in the NFL, and he's going against the sixth best passing defense and seventh best rushing rushing defense. So I'm interested to see how how Tyreek Hill is going to do, and how Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell are going to do against this high-powered defense for the Broncos. Especially with Tyreek Hill, because oh, and Travis Kelsey. I mean, this is is going to be a battle, folks. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill... And this high powered Chiefs offense against a high power Broncos defense. It's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna be a battle. I mean, I think the Chiefs win this one because, you know, the Broncos offense isn't there to where the Chiefs where where the Chiefs um offense is, but I didn't but the Chiefs are very vulnerable in the secondary. So Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, all could be good plays.
1: That's the only way they win this game. Uh I have the Chiefs as well. I just don't think the Broncos offense can hang.
0: All right, Eddie. Jags Chargers. A guy I want to talk about is James Robinson. James Robinson had 15.3 points last week. He is 7th in the running back rankings. And people don't realize this. Gardner Minshew is quarterback number 11 in the NFL. And this this Jags offense is explosive. Keelan Coles, wide receiver number 20. LaVisca Sunolts in the top 30. You know... Gardner Minshew, James Robinson are both good plays. And Leviska Chenault and Keelan Cole, I feel like we say this every week, but they're definitely borderline flex plays. They're taking on a mediocre Chargers passing defense at best. So we'll we'll see what happens. But, yeah, James Robinson, he's a great PPR back. He's good at getting catches out of the backfield. But, you know, Justin Herbert's been great, Eddie. And it'd be nice if Keenan Allen could have a good week this week, especially with a rookie quarterback of Justin Herbert's caliber. I mean,
1: Justin... Herbert is also coming off of a bye, so expect him to have a big week. He's projected 20. He looks good. He looks fly. Look over the starting job over Tyrod Taylor. This guy is the real deal. You know, I have him and Minshew uh, on my roster, but I also have Stafford. So for this week, for me, I'm between – do I start Herbert or do I start Stafford? You start You start Herbert. I, I just like Herbert's upside. And, I mean, Herbert at New Orleans – which has a really good passing defense. He went off for 264 yards, four touchdowns and no interceptions and 30 points. I mean, let's be real here. He's coming off of a bye. Definitely expect him to have a good week.
0: Pats versus 49ers. Uh, kind of a weird fantasy matchup. Jimmy Garoppolo threw a couple touchdowns last week after a minus one performance the week prior. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't really have much to say about this. George George Kittle, He's a good play. Debo Samuel's a good play too. I mean, Debo
1: Samuel's at the flex. Um, he definitely, he definitely was rewarded with the play of Jimmy Garoppolo. Had 18, 6 for sixty six and a tutty. Um, <laughs> we love Debo Samuel when he's getting the volume. Uh, risk reward. Um, he could definitely be a boomer bust play at New England. You know, obviously we know the guys. Um, with the Patriots, I mean Julian Elman is wide receiver wide receiver forty eight. Uh last game he played against Denver, uh, he had three points. So not a, not anything too exciting. I mean Cam Newton, I Kim Newton had nineteen points. So I mean it's the sky's the limit and with uh James White, I mean
0: James White's mediocre. He's like in the 30s. Yeah, I mean the Pats aren't really don't have a lot of fantasy options. They're kinda yucky.
1: Yeah, very yucky. I mean, James White had 15 points last week, but he's only getting four carries. Um he's he's more so a receiver. I mean he has more freaking he has more receptions than rushes in most games, so. And plus he hasn't been healthy. Definitely would stay away from starting him in your lineups. Mm
0: -hmm. Bucks versus Raiders. Oh my gosh. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, he had 20 carries. He had had like 20-something carries last week. He had 26 points. You know, Leonard Fournette is non-existent. Lashawn McCoy is non-existent. This really speaks volumes to how good Ronald Jones has been this year. The fact of the matter that guys like Lashawn McCoy and Leonard Fournette can barely see the field. Ronald Jones, I'm locking him into my lineups this week. The Las Vegas Raiders' rushing defense is 12th in the NFL, but that's... That's not top 10, and if you look at Ronald Jones, he looks kind of like Derrick Henry the way he runs out there. You know, I know that's a big comparison, but he's running back number 13, he's got a great body type, great build, and I'm not feeling too hot on the Bucks' options. I mean, Godwin and Evans have been mediocre, Brady's been, they're, they're not even cracking the top 15 wide receiver rankings, Brady is quarterback number 13, he had 16 last week, but Gronk kind of had a comeback week last week, which was good to see. So that's something to keep an
1: eye on. Is- yeah, um, another sneaky, sneaky, not player, but the Bucks defense is the third in the NFL. I drafted them, and they have been incredible. Um, they had 24 against Green Bay. Uh, I was told all week not to start Tampa Bay and to find someone off waivers to start ahead of them, but they had 24. They allowed 10 points. They had five sacks. They had two INTs and a touchdown you start them at Las Vegas. Um.
0: Las Vegas is coming off a bye, too. So Josh Jacobs and my boy Darren Waller are also great plays. Darren, I just want to say something quickly about Darren Waller. Darren Waller, he didn't even play last week, and he's still tight in number four in the NFL. And Josh Jacobs, he didn't play last week either. I know Eddie's a big Josh Jacobs guy. He's ranked 12th. So both those guys, it speaks volumes to how good of fantasy options they are, that they're still ranked in the top 15 with Waller being in the top five, respectively, after coming off a bye. That's huge to me.
1: Indeed. And um, obviously before the bye, the game before the bye, Jacobs had 22.5 off of 23 carries. So he looks good. Um, He obviously had a week to rest, so I like Jacobs this week projected 6.16.3 I him at my flex um you know just cuz I have Antonio Gibson and James Conner uh but yeah really like this week for Josh Jacobs. This is a decent
0: I think this is this is this game could go either way. These are two very average defenses. The uh the the Raiders passing defense and their rushing defense are both in the top 15. So along with the Buccaneers passing and rushing defense. So I'm I'm intrigued with how this one's going to go. But, yeah, Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, I mean, they're both good plays. All right, Eddie, we are moving on to our last game of the week on Monday Night Football on the Worldwide Leader. We got the Rams and the Bears. I mean, for me, it's just Allen Robinson. You know, I don't really <laughs>
1: – it's just Allen Robinson. It's Allen Robinson and David Montgomery, but Allen Robinson is in the top ten. He's a must-start, in my opinion. Uh, Looking over to David Montgomery. David Montgomery is running back 18, so he's kind of in that James Conner area where he's putting up consistent numbers. Uh, He got the volume last week against Carolina, had 19 carries for 58 yards, not too pleasing, but he had four receptions. So, you know, mediocre 13.7 points. Um, He's projected 15.8. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think the Rams had the 16th best rushing defense in the league. So, you know, David Montgomery's due for a big week. Um obviously start him. Um but yeah besides that, I mean Alan Robinson and David Montgomery are the only two guys I would consider starting in your lineups for the Bears. Um obviously Nick Foles has looked great, but I don't think he's a fantasy starter, Dick Foles. <laughs> um about the Rams
0: backfield, the Rams backfield has been confusing to say the least this year. But I think Daryl Henderson, he only had nine fantasy points last week, but I think he established himself as the lead back. He had fourteen carries. So I don't I don't know. Who knows? But I mean I think Daryl Henderson, you still you play him at your flex because the last couple of weeks he's been getting volume. So I'm still I'm still playing him. I'm still keeping him in my lineup. But uh yeah, and for the past for Passing-wise, Jared Goff had 16 last week. He's quarterback number 11. And his favorite target, Rob Woods, had 14 last week. And he is wide receiver number 13. So, obviously, you put those guys in your lineup. But, yeah, Daryl Henderson, it'll be interesting to see if Cam Akers or Malcolm Brown take away carries from Daryl Henderson. I say this every week, but you are literally playing Russian roulette with this Rams backfield. You never know if you're going to get burned or not.
1: I totally agree. And uh, whoever... Goes up against and is shadowed by Kyle Fuller, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Is in for some trouble, whether it's Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup had 4.1 points last week, Off nothing week. too special, but he had nine targets. So if he's getting the volume, he's always due for a big week. He's had big weeks in previous weeks. Um, but yeah, whoever's going up against Kyle Fuller really has to bring their A game.
0: All right. Uh, Eddie, you got anything else, man? I think we're good, dude. I mean, a lot of drama this week. You know, we kind of summed it up, this little bit of a shorter podcast, but I felt like we got to the facts of it. Uh, yeah, anything you want to tell our people? Nope. All right, Eddie, he's a man of many words. Ah, uh, promo code NEST on the Thrive Fantasy
1: app. N-E-S-T NEST. Yes. Not Jets.
0: Not Jets. J-E-T-S. Fuck the Jets. All right, we'll see you guys next week.